0: Some experts claim that there is an ideal percentage of renters in a suburb versus owner occupiers, where you want to invest in suburbs that have just the right amount of renters and just the right amount of owner occupiers and not one way or another, that it's going to give you, you know, the best chance of renting your property and the best chance of selling your property. But what does the data actually say about what is the best? percentage of renters? Do we want a high percentage of renters? So there's lots of people in the area to rent our property. Do we want a low percentage and mostly owner-occupiers, which means there might not be as rental properties in the market? Is that going to be hard to then rent out the property? How how does all this affect us? So today I've got with me Jeremy Shepard from Select Residential Property to talk through the data and to say, okay, what does the data say about percentage of renters versus the growth that an area is likely to have. So thanks for coming on today, Jeremy.
1: Thanks for having me on your show, Ryan.
0: Okay. So what does the data tell us about this Goldilocks zone of just you know the right amount of renters? I think if I've ever heard it, which I don't know if I have, uh, but it would be like around that kind of 20 to 30, 35% mark. And then people say, you know anything that's too high renters is probably not good.
1: Yeah, well, there's there's an argument where you say, "Oh, too high renters means um, there aren't enough owner occupiers taking better care of their property." There's too many other landlords that you're competing with over the over the other uh, the tenants available, uh, and then the uh, the opposite is some people are arguing, "Well, if there are no tenants there, how do we know that that anyone wants to to rent there?" Yeah, but but that's really just a case of. There's no supply of rental property. I would much prefer to buy in uh, a location where where there are no other landlords I'm competing with. But anyway, that's all well, theory. This is I, I have definitely data.
0: heard from at least one expert in the field that has said you want to target suburbs with this range of renters and you don't want to look in suburbs that have really low percentage of renters because it can be hard to rent out your property. And I remember looking at that and thinking, I don't know about that. Yeah. And then the video that you and I have done on population growth versus capital growth and the fact that, you know, population growth just kind of indicates the supply that already is existing and has been built over time Mm, because people aren't waiting in the streets in order to to move into a suburb or anything like that um, if there's no houses there for them to move into. So when I think about rental demand in a market, I don't really look at percentage of properties that are rented. I would look at vacancy rates in the area, yeah. and I would yeah. think if there's less rental properties available, assuming the area still has good fundamentals, then you know I, I'd I'd rather that area because then you're the only rental property, and so that's right.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, what
0: what are you what are you looking at when
1: you see oh zero percent renters? Some people are thinking, oh nobody wants to live there. What about all the owner occupiers? Well, they will that will that represent the, the 100%. They want to live there. <laughs> yeah, I think they do. Anyway, that's that's all just theoretical. Let me go down to what the data says. Oh, by the way, this this all comes from census data. So there's a an image of the the, the question in yeah. uh, census. I don't know which census what that was taken from, but uh, it's yeah. Do you rent? Do you own? Uh, there are actually about uh, eight or nine different categories that the ABS puts it into. It'll be good uh, to
0: have new census data soon because of lot Oh, yeah, we've got one coming up this year. Yeah. yeah.
1: The thing is they don't publish that data until about a year after census night, so you still have oh, really? to wait. That's yeah. disappointing. Yeah, so some of this data can be out of date by, uh, well, at best case, a year or worst case, almost six years. Anyway, this chart here is showing the growth um, versus the percentage of renters. So you can see the this horizontal axis down the bottom. Um, over to the right, you've got far more renters than owner-occupiers. And back here, we've got uh, no renters. This is just owner-occupiers. And then on the vertical axis on the left, it's the capital growth that occurred from 2016, which was the last census to when I calculated this these uh, capital growths, uh, which was uh, 2018 yeah. so i think it was august 2016 so this is only over a two-year period yeah. but as you can see the the general trend is that the lower the number of renters the percentage of renters the higher the capital growth so if you have really high percentage of renters even over just a two-year period you're going to get less less capital growth yeah and this now is- you
0: have taught me jeremy to not trust data <laughs> that is you know two years old or five years old that you know this could just be this certain market at this certain time or is this i guess this exactly, is national yeah. right
1: it is national but you do have a point uh it could have been uh, at a particular era in australia's uh residential growth history and this data might not uh, show the same correlation to a, a different period so okay. v- very good point uh, so what I've done is I went back to the prior census. This is 2011 now, and we're looking at seven years of capital growth instead of okay. just two. So this is if, a bit better that, then. <laughs> yeah. So so this is another case. But again, you can't just rely on this one chart, but it's telling the same story. The lower the proportion of renters, the higher the capital growth. Uh, so I did this uh, one more time. Uh, just from 2006 to 2018. This is a longer period of time. And you see how closely um, the relationship models that trend line there, the dotted line. Yeah. So there is an answer to this question. There is an ideal uh, percentage of renters in a property, and it's it's zero. It's zero. To be yeah. the only landlord uh, fighting over tenants, if there are owner occupiers there, it's because people want to live there. If there isn't a rental property there, well, you can supply one, and your property will be in demand.
0: Yeah, because people want to live there, but they can't buy into it, so they would be happy to rent there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So in fact, I'm, be- I'm shocked seeing this data because I guess we've done so many videos where everything I thought was true, you debunked it, and now you're kind of showing me something that could actually be an indicator of growth over the short to medium term. You know, this is going on 12 years data here. So is this something <laughs> that you would factor in when looking at a property?
1: Yes, yes, it is. I, um, I, I work at the suburb level and then... Yeah. Uh, I don't pick any property in that suburb, but uh, it, to me, once you've found that suburb, um, there's 80% of your your job, at least 80%, maybe even more 90% of your job is done. Uh, yeah. I don't really rate asset selection too highly. Um, and I definitely use this metric uh, uh, to help me in choosing the best suburb. So I don't want to be in a suburb that has a high proportion of renters. But there are so many other metrics you've got to look at. I look at uh, more than 17, uh, and this is just one of them. But it's definitely uh, but this with all definitely the videos. But this is one of
0: them to look at. Yes, yes. We've yeah. done a lot and of videos. And looking at the on, correlation here on this graph, I'm like, okay, yeah, as someone who's looking to invest in the short term myself, this is definitely going to be a factor that I consider to say, okay, do I want to invest in this suburb or not? And if the suburb has a high percentage of renters, then I'm definitely going to err away from Scratch. that and to look for yeah. suburbs with lower percentage of renters, as well as a bunch of other factors as well. So I'm not like, I'm only going to buy in suburbs with 0% renters because you've got to overlay on that market timings, you know, of the larger region mm-hmm. and then vacancy rates and so many other factors that we talk about in other videos as well. But yeah this I'll definitely be considering this one. Yeah
1: I've I've never found a suburb that had perfect metrics across the board. The yeah. proportion of renters was zero, the auction clearance rate was 100%, vacancy rate was well you can't calculate it for for zero renters. So <laughs> yeah you you've got to weigh up well which metrics are, are more important. Um so you're never going to find a market that's that's perfect in every way. Yep. But if you do it'll be out of your price range or it's <laughs> Yeah so that's not going to happen. And Typically around Australia, the average is around about that 30%. So most suburbs sit at about 30%, one third of the of the population are renting, roughly. Yeah.
0: And can you so that's, speculate that's a why can you speculate why this might be the case? Like I have my ideas, but what do you think? Why do you think when there's a lower percentage of renters, you've got a higher chance of good growth?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a good question. Um I'm thinking that it's uh, probably because owner occupiers they take better care of their properties. Uh, they're more likely to overcapitalize on on renovations. Uh, a landlord isn't going to do so for a, a rental property, and yeah. that's that's my guess. But like you say, it is speculation.
0: Well, that's what, what are your I, theories? That would be my speculation as well, because as someone who is a tenant you're not even allowed to do improvements on a property. And if you do, then there's no return for you because once you move out, you know the landlord still owns the property. So there's no motivation for tenants to do that. And even if they have the motivation, you're generally not allowed to do it. Whereas I've seen people who own their own homes go and do renovations and massively over-capitalize on you know, what that property is actually worth if you were an investor. But then when it comes time for them to sell that property, you know they've spent all this money on renovations that then lifts the value of that property lifts the value then of the suburb as a whole and if you've got a suburb where everyone's living there and owner occupiers the chance of more people overcapitalizing renovating keeping better yeah. care of their property is probably going to be higher but then again as you said that's just speculation you know the data doesn't yeah, talk yeah. about
1: yeah there, um, there's another another theory in that um if you've got a suburb full of investors and they fall on hard times, maybe interest rates go up or the economy's um, shuffling, they are more likely to offload than an owner-occupied because it's their home. Yeah. So they might hang on and that means there's no uh, cascade, there's no avalanche of falling property prices. So that that might be another you know, speculation.
0: Yeah. And I've actually done a video talking about how to find the percentages of public oh no i found you can find the percentages of owner occupiers versus renters i think through microburbs have you seen that website yes
1: yeah yeah i know i know luke metcalf quite well he's the the founder of microburbs great website
0: so i'm pretty like how do you find i know you would probably have tools to find this data but would you just recommend people go on census to find this data or go to MicroBurbs? yeah that's yeah,
1: that's that's where the, the data comes from, but it's it's easy enough to pick it up from microburbs. Um there might be a few other websites that that show it. Um I can't think offhand. Um but it's pretty but easy it data to, be, to get
0: is basically what we're saying. Yes, that's right.
1: Yeah, you don't don't pay for it. You don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So definitely if you're out there looking at investing in a property, if you're trying to find a suburb that is more likely to be high growth, less likely to be a low growth suburb then definitely consider the percentage of renters as one of those factors in your journey. You can go ahead and check out this article that Jeremy has written, which goes into this in more detail. I'll link up to that down below, or you can go to selectresidentialproperty.com.au and see all of the articles that Jeremy has done, debunking a bunch of myths around, you know, what indicates property growth, as well as showing us what are actually the factors that we should look at when looking to try and find high-growth suburbs. So thank you so much, Jeremy, for sharing this. This is invaluable content to so many people.
1: Well, yeah, thanks for giving me the opportunity to just rave about property data.
0: <laughs> and there is, there is more to come and I can't wait to do a future episode with you talking about, okay, what are the key things to look for in a suburb? But until then, me and Jeremy have done a whole series on these deep data dives, looking at different factors. So I'll link up to a playlist on that. Go ahead and check that out. Otherwise, until next time, stay positive.